folks. I'm Gina Hill with Premier Nationwide Lending. For 20 years, we have been doing home loans. With us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable, we will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash, or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick, your host, and welcome to our very sensitive show tonight <laughs> as we look on the smooth and mellow side of mediumship. I am Ron Kolick, your host. I mentioned that, didn't I? Yes, you did. Yes, and with me, of course, is the blonde bombshell herself, who is very sensitive as well. Oh, my. Yes, I guess we're having a very sensitive show. Are we really? Yes, apparently. Well, welcome to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. Yes, you have tuned in to the right show, believe it or not. Believe it or not, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Ron's just especially mellow this evening, which is good. It's good. So, well, we were sitting here talking about uh, Spirit Quest. We were? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Spirit Quest. Spirit Spirit Quest is coming up this... uh, uh, September 28th, 29th, and 30th, okay. yeah. and uh, we have a great lineup. It's This year is Spirit Quest 2018 in search of, based on the Lynn and Nimoy show in search of, yes. which is yes. a cool show. Yeah. Did you ever watch it? Uh, yeah, back in the day, a million back years ago. Yeah, now you show your age. Yeah, yeah, I'm old. Yeah. Not as old as you, but I'm old. Well, you never know. But, yeah. Nobody knows who I old. You it's, know, they think I'm, I might be uh, St. Germain. St. Germain. St. Germain. How old is he? He is not old. He's not? No. Oh. Never old. I don't know St. Germain. You don't know St. Germain? St. Germain. We'll have to do a show on St. Germain. Saint All right. St. Germain and the Violet Flame. Yes. It's absolutely awesome. Okay. You can't talk. You don't know yet. As <laughs> I talk to nobody. We haven't introduced the guest yet. We'll get there. But we do have a cemetery tripping. Oh, yes. Uh, search of, Yes. Yes. Or are we going to talk more about in search? Yes, search. Right, right. We have a great lineup, by the way. <laughs> we have uh, Jeff Belanger uh, from Ghost Village and the Ghost Adventurers, yeah. and he'll be doing in search of New England legends, which is yes. going to be cool, right? That'll be very cool. Right. And Jeff also, Belanger, ladies, buy your tickets now. You don't say that when I I mention my name. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, we also have Ron Kolick. Oh, and Ron. We'll be doing in search of the Crystal Skulls, mm-hmm. which is very cool. I, yes. Yep. Uh, also, we have all the way from Wales is Steve Parson from Parascience, Most Haunted, and other shows that I won't mention right now, but I will be able to mention in the future. <laughs> and uh, he will be doing In Search of Time Slips and also In Search of the Loch Ness Monster. Loch Ness Monster. Yeah, Steve is actually an amateur Locky. Ooh, yeah. yeah, he told me he is mentioned that, that to me yesterday. Is that a word, Locky? I was on... Locky? Locky? I don't know. Okay. What about I don't I don't know. Yep. Is that like a Trekkie, but it's a Locky? What am I doing with my hands? I don't know. I don't know. Stop it. They're dry. We'll leave them alone. Mm. 
Anyways, <laughs> uh, also joining us all the way from the UK, uh, he owns the um, website. I think it's Britain's Most Haunted, and uh, he works for the BBC, and he is Dylan Jones. Yes. And he'll be doing In Search of uh, the England's Most Haunted Castles. He is also the teller of Curious, of Curious Tales. Tales. Right. If you have listened to Ghost, Ghost Chronicles International, right. where they play, which I co-hosted with Steve yesterday. woo yeah. Trust me. That Phil, was... Filled in for you Van know Helsing. Just, you know I was just about dying if I gave up the show to, yes, to this guy. Yes, I know. <laughs> we also have uh, Ann Carrigan, the Blonde Blonde <laughs> Show, will be there. We'll be doing Search of the Missing Epitaph. Yes. Which That's going to be fun. It's going to be hands-on. Mm-hmm. You have to, I'm going to give you the, the top of the stone and the name. And based on the carving and the name, you have to tell me who they were and how they died and anything else that comes to you. Anybody wants to know what they are, just let me know ahead of time and I'll give you a cheat sheet. No, 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 yes, I will. no. Because I am psychic. There'll be no cheat sheet, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but Anyways, that's going to be fun. Also, Leslie Madden, who's been on the show before. Yes, she has. Uh, will be doing uh, In Search of Quantum Spoon Bending with me. That's cool. Of course it's cool. That's cool. I only do cool stuff. Go to LeslieMadden.com and watch her bend a spoon. I think it's up there. What I think she me? put that video up there. What about do you have me? Do you have a website with spoon bending on it? No. Then how can they watch it? Whatever. Leslie's cool. She has it up there. Go Fine. see it. Fine. Go see it. All right. What else? What else are we going to do at Spirit Quest? Cry a lot. Cry a lot? <laughs> we're going to have go uh, Saturday night. We're going to have In Search of Fear as we mm-hmm. take ghost hunting to a new level. Mm-hmm. One of the theories is that fear... Uh, actually feeds spirits and gives them energy. So we've uh, kind of ramped up the old oh, side. I'm not going to mention it such a cool right plan. Now. I'm not, not going to mention it now. It right now. It's but, uh, yeah. awesome. Yes. We're, that's, we're just going to leave it at that. Yeah. And it's going to scare the pants off, people. Uh, so we've got some other ones, too, and, and you can always check it out on IndieGhostProject.com or join us on the Facebook page, which is Spirit Quest 2018 in search of... So, and speaking of search of, you went in search of your usual cemeteries. Yes, yeah. I did. And we do have a cemetery tripping this week. It's a little different than different. Uh, ones I've done in the past. Oh, thank God. Just, just a little bit. Oh, well, Shut that's... up. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. So, Russ, could you please roll cemetery tripping? Welcome to Cemetery Tripping, where I will feature a different cemetery in each episode that I hope you will seek out and enjoy as much as I do. As an avid taffophile, or lover of tombstones, I spend a lot of time in the local New England area in the beautiful and historic cemeteries we have here. The stones here are like no others, and I have literally thousands of pictures of the intricate and symbolic carvings found on them. You can see my pictures on Facebook by doing a search for Cemetery Tripping. Today I will take you to the Old Burial Place in Walpole, Massachusetts. And although there are many wonderful historic stones in this cemetery, today I only want to talk about one stone in particular. I don't see too many grave markers with the depth of symbolism that this one had. So I thought I would take a few minutes to explain what is going on with this marker. 
This is the grave of Captain Daniel Clapp, who left this earth on September 11, 1828, at the age of 66. He was a participant in the Revolutionary War, marching off to Rhode Island in December of 1776, leading his troops. Without knowing anything else about this gentleman's life, I can tell you with certainty that he was a Freemason. The carving all almost exclusively Masonic symbols, and each one has a specific meaning. Freemasonry has been described as a system of morality veiled in allegory and illustrated with symbols. Many of these remain open to personal interpretation. Beginning with the carvings on the tympanum, which is the curved top of the stone, we see an eye in the middle of rays of light, a large letter G, a crescent moon, which includes a face, and stars, a five-pointed star, a trowel, and finally, a sun, again with a face. The eye in the rays is the all-seeing eye, symbolizing watchfulness, the supreme being. The rays show the power of the supreme being to reach inside the hearts of men. The letter G actually doesn't have a single definitive meaning, but could represent God, geometry, generation, government, or the great bear, which is the star that signifies the celestial pole or center. The moon slash stars represent the female principle, while the sun represents the male. The five-pointed star represents friendship. The trowel is symbolic of spreading love and affection, the cement that binds the brotherhood of Freemasonry. Moving on to the most traditional of Masonic signs, next is the compass and square, which are symbols of judgment and definition, precise measurements, and the feminine circle, which forms a perfect union with the square. The compass forms the circle, which in turn is used to form the square. However, the square gives form to the circle. In addition, both the square and the compass form a triangle, a symbol of stability and of the spirit world. You can see a globe on top of the two pillars on either side of the stone, and this represents peace and plenty. The remaining two carvings on the gravestone, an urn and an hourglass, are typical carvings of that time period. A winged hourglass many times has the words Fugit Aura next to it, literally meaning time flies, and the urn representing immortality. The very talented carver who created this stone also left his signature where all could see it. A.S. Manchester, S.C. Although I turned to Google for information, I could not uncover anything about this person. But as you can imagine, I was very excited and happy to stumble across this marker in a small roadside cemetery. I hope that someday soon, you'll find something unique in your own cemetery tripping. Wow, that was really interesting. <laughs> well, thank you. I just How'd you I, know all about I, those symbols. That's amazing. Masonic symbols are really cool. I hardly ever see them in the cemetery. So when I saw this stone, I was like, oh, my God. And if you ever want to learn, how do I learn about all these symbols, Ron asked me. I asked you. So I got this really cool book, and it was on sale, I'll admit it. Signs and Symbols source book. I used but to I mean, scrape those off so you, people don't know why I pay for it. <laughs> so you think I paid a lot of money for it? Uh, but anyways, it's just, it's awesome. It has every kind of symbol you can think of in here, and I'm sure there's a million more of them out there on the market, but it has a whole section on Masonic symbols, mm. and I learn a lot 
by reading that book. Because if I, if I see something on a gravestone and I'm like, well, what does that mean? I don't know. I can Google it or I can look it up in my book. So uh, you can go to the library and look these things up too. You know. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. See, you should have got some water. <laughs> but moving right along, we should introduce our guest because we have her patiently <laughs> waiting. Joining me now is someone who I've known for quite a long time, and I've watched her grow <laughs> as we've gone along the journey into the spiritual. <laughs> she is none other than my soul sister, Lara Huesta. <laughs> there she is, finally. Hey, Hello. <laughs> this is true. She, my soul sister. She does exist. I thought we were the Wonder Twins. That's true. That's true. <laughs> the Wonder Twins. I always consider you my soul sister. Aw, thank I you. Really we do fight like siblings. So. <laughs> when you used to do the show with me, you used to say, hey, yes, I feel that too. I'm your older one trying to deal with you. Yeah. <laughs> She's the older one? Yes. Oh, my and goodness. Because we're soul sisters. Oh, okay. Soul sisters. So you're also female? No. Well, She's my said, soul sister. Oh, 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 all right. I always you feel said, like the older sister trying to keep him in line. Ah. What is that? I believe it. think that? Because you're a child, pretty much. Thanks. That's why. I'm not a child. <laughs> I am not. Mm. Mm. So. Well, anyhow. <laughs> anyway, uh, Laura, uh, her and I, uh, her and I, she and I, uh, met at a Reiki class, and uh, uh, we I just scanned you. <laughs> yeah, uh, we didn't get to that part. I liked oh. you before that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I liked you before that. Before you, uh, well, we're going to get into that because that was very, very awakening. Very, okay. Uh, whatever. Enlightening. That's Enlightening. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Yeah. It was. It was it's interesting. Uh, we we found out she had a PT cruise, and of course I loved PT cruises. I used to have one. Yeah. Whatever. I did. I didn't they're know cool, you. They're back. cool. I didn't know you back then. Did <laughs> no, I? you didn't. No. In fact, when we went to when Maureen and I went to Georgia to sign with our book agent, uh, we rented a car. It was a PT cruiser, and I, I made her let me drive. Oh. Poor Maureen. I was jealous of my PT cruise. Oh. To no end. To oh, no end. Laura let you drive? No. Or Maureen, Maureen let you drive? Maureen. Yeah, poor so Maureen. She would never let me drive. Uh-uh. <laughs> no. I don't let him drive either. <laughs> she still remembers Gettysburg. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, I'll drive. I'll drive. So that, that's where we met. And, and, uh, In Reiki I've, class. Yeah, and I've known Laura all for a long time. I don't even remember when that was, Laura, to you? 2006 or seven? Maybe? Probably. It's been I a have while. no clue. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, in fact, at the very end of the class, uh, we had to do intuitive, what do they call it? It was like scanning. Like we had to do a, a scan. Well, it's really yeah. medical uh, intuitive, but you can't say that because you can get sued. You can't practice medical right. intuitive. You can, so it's called scanning. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Because she, she, she's not licensed to be a medical doctor. Yeah. She can't diagnose. Right. But then again, okay. she can give her opinion. <laughs> so she did. All right. What'd you find, Laura? How much do you want me to share? I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I, all I remember is I was I scanned you, and then I had stopped right around here, mm -hmm. and I said, have you had, what did I say? I said something about have you had your heart checked recently? Mm -hmm. And he said, yeah, I just went to the doctor, and mm -hmm. I said, there's something going on here you might mm -hmm. want to keep in mind, because I could feel it. 
I could feel it right in, right in your energy here. Yeah. So what happened? <laughs> so of course, I they, I went in. Uh, I used to play hockey, so <clears throat> every first shift of my ice, I would have this burning in my chest. Uh -huh. it, it would go away uh, by the end of the game. But uh, I, I saw my doctor, my, and she thought it might have been acid reflux or whatever. So she, they give me that sort of stuff. And uh, it still wouldn't go away. So she said, well, we're going to send you to a cardiologist. Because I've had EKGs before, and they've been always fine. Mm -hmm. And so I went to see the cardiologist, and he says, well, you might have a, a minor blockage somewhere. So they sent me in for a special test. I forget what they call it at the hospital. You're awake when they run a camera up your leg, and, and you're actually into your heart and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So you, you were there, and I'm awake, and we're all joking around and everything else. And all of a sudden, they got wicked serious, and I'm freaking everybody's running around and everything else. So I had a 90% blockage in my main aorta. Oh, so yeah. they, they put a uh, hot pump in me and shoved me in an ambulance and sent me to Mass General and did uh, surgery. Wow. So Laura was right on the Wow. The did I tell you what it felt like? What, did I tell you what, how I sensed it? Because I could feel, I could feel your, your aura as I'm running this way, right? I like to see Aurora. Oh, oh. <laughs> Aurora. <laughs> so I was running my hands, and it just felt like all of a sudden your energy dropped right here. Oh. Like it just, it just, just disappeared. That's not it, good with me. My energy's always up. Mm. Wow. <laughs> just saying. So I knew something was up because I felt it was such Maybe a. Maybe old age is so, not as up as it used to it be. so but. obvious. Yeah. <laughs> Energy's usually up. Uh -huh. So have you used your Reiki recently? Because I know we, we both were Reiki certified that day. <laughs> I, I'm, uh, I think that's no. <laughs> I, I do it, but not, um, no, I don't really push it that no, much. The answer, the, the no, the reason The reason why, is, and, and Laura can understand this, I think, is that a lot of people, even in mediumship, uh, they don't feel very sure of themselves, right? So, especially for starting out, don't you, oh, yeah. you feel not sure. You're gonna gain confidence. Yeah, you're, you're gonna gain confidence. So, uh, if I did it more, then I'm sure that I would mm -hmm. do it more. Right. And Jen always begs me for it, but whatever. Right. Well, like anything else, you got to practice. Exactly. You don't practice. I, I have not. done it though. I've done it remotely on people yeah. and mm -hmm. with with fairly good results, which is amazing because I didn't even believe in Reiki. I thought it was a bunch of crap. Really? So yeah. when you when you went into the class, you didn't believe in it? Of course not. No? But Laura, I don't when I started this, I didn't believe in a lot of stuff. Didn't believe in mediums. Mm -hmm. Thought they were all full of uh, whatever. Hooey. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I didn't believe in a lot of dowsing. I didn't believe in anything. But right. always been open-minded. I said, okay, at least if I'm going to criticize something, i got to try to understand it. So I always, that's why I take these classes and try to, you know, I took Jeannie and Spoonbin in classes. Like, what okay, a great what is class that is. That was awesome. I love the Spoonbin class. Oh, oh, yeah, it was yeah. awesome. Yeah. So anyways, that's yeah, that's where I got it. So, yeah, I'm a level two Reiki practitioner mm -hmm. certified, but... Uh, do I go out and practice it? No, it's like mediumship. I'm not saying I can't do mediumship, but I just don't. Well, I do kind of practice, but I, I don't know. There's a difference to me anyways, whatever. Kind of, sort of. You know what I mean. Okay. I'm me. What can I tell you? But let's talk about <laughs> yes, you. Yes, we need to talk about Laura. <laughs> yes. We're interviewing Laura this evening. Yeah, but she doesn't want to talk, so she's, <laughs> talking, she's a good interviewer. She knows how to, she knows how to deflect. <laughs> I do very well. <laughs> it's called deflection. Okay. Boom. So back at but we want to hear about Laura Wooster mm -hmm. and what you do. And we know we've, we've uh, had your website up here at laurawooster.com. Mm -hmm. But tell our audience a little bit about what you do and your um, business. 
Yeah, I'm an intuitive medium, so I do readings for people, whether it be an intuitive reading or mediumship reading as mm -hmm. well. So I do. Different so, what's types. the difference between the two, Laura? Um, intuitive reading is more of what's happening in someone's life at the moment, you know, with presently where they're going, the potentials of where they're going, um, and some insight around that. And then mediumship is connecting with people who've passed. Uh -huh. so, ah, okay. Most of the time, when people come in to see me, they have one or the other in mind. Ah, yeah. all right. I wondered that myself. I was going to ask. Well, that that's why the show is so good. We answer the questions that people want to know. <laughs> Those burning questions, right? And there were different types of mediums as well, right? Oh yeah, definitely. So you you want to expand around that? Uh, there's a lot of different mediums. You know, there's um, there's mental mediums, which is more of what I do. No wise cracks with that. <laughs> I can just see it. I just sit here. <laughs> I can't medium. win. <laughs> um, so that's more of mental mediumship is and how I connect with people in spirit. So a lot, you know, telepathically. Um, there's also physical mediums, which I don't do. Um, that's kind of what we do with the red light seances is, mm -hmm. is more, although we have a combination of the two, the mental mediumship and mm -hmm. physical mediumship. Right. So physical mediumship, they have, you know, um, things that can move around. And um, I've only experienced that a little bit, but I haven't myself. You should go to my red light seance. <laughs> yeah. I should. Yeah. You know, table tipping too, yeah. Oh, That's yeah. part of it. It's all part of it. <laughs> We've integrated it all into, uh, you know, one night so that, you know, we do get messages not only f uh, through physical mediumship but also through mental mediumship as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so continue. Oh, I think I said everything. <laughs> well, people, people, are, people are also clear audience. Where they actually there, there's oh, different so, ways of, of oh, being. Oh, okay. Right. So how do how do uh, you're asking how do, you how do mediums yeah, right. connect? Yeah, exactly. Okay. I, I'm yes. sorry. Yes. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. No, it's a good question. Um, you know, everybody's got their strengths. Um, there's clear audience, which is hearing. Um, some people can hear outside of their head. Sometimes I've had that experience, but most of it is more subjective, which mm -hmm. is what I hear in my mind. So um, that's subjective clairaudience. There's also clairvoyance, which is um, some if you see um, objectively outside, like say, say if I saw a spirit behind you, that would be objective clairvoyance. I'm more subjective, so I see it more in my mind's eye on the mm -hmm. screen that's right here. Mm -hmm. So um, there's that. And there's, and there's feeling too, you know, clairsentience. Yeah. Um, feel, you feel things. It tends to be a combination of things when I'm connecting with spirit. Right. <laughs> and uh, like you also have like Maureen, who is a trans medium, where a spirit actually Maureen goes, Wood. Yeah, mm -hmm. Maureen Wood, who the spirit actually goes in her and, and works through her. That's a different type of mediumship. It's a type of yeah. mediumship as well. Which is so. quite something to to witness. Yes, yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> right. Poor Maureen. Pretty scary. Poor Maureen. <laughs> if you're interested, you can read scary. more about it this fall when our new book comes out, More Ghost Chronicles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shameless okay. plug. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so when you started doing this, uh, how did you know that this was the path for you? It took a long time to figure out if it was the path for me or not. Because I, for it took me several years to figure out what I was, what this was all about. Um, but initially, what really got me into this was um, around 2004. I had a sudden connection with spirit that I, at the time I didn't know. I knew about John Edward, but I didn't really understand the process of what he mm -hmm. did on TV. I was fascinated by what he did, but I really didn't understand it. So, um, so when it started to happen to me, all of a sudden I didn't know what was going on. So um, I did a lot of research and started learning. And over time, I started to recognize that this was um, a connection with spirit. 
and then mm -hmm. I started practicing with it and working with it and developing it. So I've been going to a lot of classes and sitting in a development circle and um, doing a lot of research and reading and everything I could possibly get my hands on. I would read, a, um, read right. books and everything. So, yeah. The student now has become the master. <laughs> I don't think you ever master mediumship. No. No. Never master it. No, but you, you always have, have to be a student. You have grown so much. I, I have followed you along the way, and mm -hmm. uh, I'm simply amazed at, at, at your work and, and what you do. And, Thank and you. all the way down, she told me some of the amazing things that uh, have come through mm -hmm. in her mediumship. And it, it's, it's, it's really an intriguing journey. I'm always amazed by me medium um, by spirit yeah, how, how they get us yourself, to say right? things. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I'm always fascinated by how they get me to. Because I'm like I don't have a lot up here. <laughs> I really, I'll admit it. I don't. I didn't say me. Um, no. <laughs> but you know, but you know what? I'm amazed by how they get me to say certain things. I'm like I can't believe they got me to say that. That's wow. amazing. Um, you know, and they'll they'll just show me things, and I'll have to sort of mind map it through. Like okay, for some reason they're showing me this, this, and this. Does this make sense to you? And I'll say that to my the person sitting in front of me and they'll go I understand why they're saying that but I have no reference for it myself so yeah it's amazing what they impress upon me to say hmm. yeah and the other thing I like about Laura is that she doesn't sit on her watch the pun laurels <laughs> oh, rest on my laurels <laughs> but uh, she's always learning and the, most people don't realize that they, they can start doing mediumship but you can always learn along the way oh there's so much more to learn and try to always. understand mm -hmm. now I know you went to Arthur Finley College which was a, a unique experience for you in the, in the UK right Oh yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I just went for a week. I studied for a week, yeah. um, mediumship there, and that's that's an experience in itself. Is just being in that space. You know, all the best mediums in the world have walked through there and studied there, and right. and some of the best mediums teach there as well. So, quite the experience to be in that old space and um, in that that manor house, and. Um, what was I going to say? I was going to, you just, I just completely went off on the other side, <laughs> something else. <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, as far as like learning, um, there's always something new to learn. And I always say to my students too, I said, you may get used to receiving information from spirit a certain way. Mm -hmm. And this time next year, you'll start to receive it in a totally different way. So huh. there's, that's the thing. You never really can settle upon one thing, you know, as far as how spirit um, uh, speaks to us. It's always evolving. Yep. So, so we always have to continue learning. So yeah. I was talking to her on the way down once again because we drove together <laughs> uh, two hours. <laughs> and Getting with you. And it wasn't eight hours to Gettysburg like before. <laughs> oh, God. We're going to talk about Gettysburg. We will, we will yeah. talk we'll about Gettysburg. Talk about Gettysburg. <laughs> but uh, I was... We were talking on the way down, and I was telling about the, the red light sands, how it's always different, always changing, and, and spirit shows itself in so many different ways. It's not like it one way, sometimes through physical ships, sometimes through mentorship, sometimes. I told her we had one uh, uh, medium that had passed and had connected, and she was showing what she wanted us to hear through tarot cards. Oh. And the other side. I mean, you're not, not on this side, but on but the other was, side. But she was a tarot reader herself, though? Yes, she awesome. was a tarot reader herself. Wasn't that awesome? Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and then we had several meetings at, at the table, and they had never heard of that before. Oh. And uh, huh. it was, you know, it, and it, it's just a simply amazing. That's why I love this stuff. It's so intriguing. Uh, just when you think you know everything, there's a new twist and something new and mm. exciting. Wow. So I interrupted your question. So well, you that was that was kind of along the lines of my question. I was going to ask Laura in what so in what ways does spirit present to you? 
Um, most of the time it's through feelings or images, um, impressions, mm -hmm. um, you know, sensations and things like that. So, um, you know, for example, uh, sometimes they'll blend with me as well. If I'm doing a, a demonstration in front of a group, the, I, a lot of times they'll blend in with me and I'll start taking on mannerisms oh. um, of, of people. And I don't even realize I'm doing it, you know. Um, so it's... it's uh, Ends up, but the people that I'm reading for will recognize it and say, "Ah, that's what my dad used to do," you know, oh. things like that. So, um, yeah, it's amazing. They just—it's—it's it's basically their aura, spirits aura, blending with my aura, and then I can feel what they feel like, what they're trying to say to their loved one. Hmm. So through images and feelings, and um, yeah, so. that's amazing. Wow. Can you share a story with us that, that will give people a feeling of what it's like to connect with spirit and how you can help someone? You don't have to give names or anything, but how you can help someone on this this side. Um, let's see, what, just I'm trying to think of you know without private you know about privacy. Yeah, all you have to do like is that. you know mention names, and no one's going to know who, what, when, where, what. Um, hmm, trying to think of one that was that would come out. Um, you know, just in general, I'll just speak that way. It's it's more. And you know, what what I like when I'm someone sits with me is that hopefully they feel like they've connected with their person in spirit. Um, and you know, when it's when we're really blended, they can actually feel their person in the room, and that's like the most important thing to me mm -hmm. that they feel like their their mom, their dad, um, their child has actually been present with us in the space, mm -hmm. and. Um, that they've, you know, that they've given evidence through what they're telling me, and I tell to them. And basically, I'm, a, I'm an interpreter for spirit, and I'll tell them, you know, all these things that clarify exactly who they are, you know, through names or memories that they've had with their loved one, um, and to to validate that that's them, and then some messages come through as well. I've always said that this is mediums have the hardest job whatsoever because. We, they might give us information that we only know, right? Right. But we can never prove that they got that information from somebody who was passed. Mm -hmm. True. Uh, you know, it, it could come from the person that you're reading. It could come from a, a uh, oh, what's the word? I just lost it. I hate that. Telepathically? Uh, no, yeah. telepathically yeah. from the person that you're doing. But you yeah. can also do it from a, a greater consciousness where you're connecting to a greater consciousness and where you're getting the information. Yeah. So they really can't prove that they're getting that information from someone who has passed. That's what they believe, and I believe that they believe that. Mm -hmm. um, but we will never be able to prove it, I don't think, unless we could actually see the spirit hand standing there or whatever. I see what you're saying. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not downgrading what oh, you no. do at all. Yeah. Uh, basically, I'm just saying if we really want evidential stuff, we we can't do it because there really is no way of proving where that information came from. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not saying that like oh. you know they study people or whatever. No, right. it's is it getting it from? Are they empathically reading from the person? Are they connected to a greater consciousness <laughs> where you know are the cautious record where everything's stored and yeah, I, I like I, to see those Akashic records sometimes. Akashic records, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's right. not like Kashi the cereal. <laughs> I, it tastes like cardboard. I, I hate that. 
<laughs> some of the, some of the best readings, though, is when, like I've said before, is it, mm. it doesn't always happen, but when they actually can feel the presence of yeah. their loved one. So mm -hmm. that anything that I say doesn't really matter. They mm -hmm. just can feel the presence of them. And we all have had that experience, even with someone in life now. I mean, if you're, if you're in your, and say you're at the kitchen sink washing dishes, mm -hmm. and someone, a member of your family walks in behind you, but you know who it is before they even open their mm -hmm. mouth because you can feel the energy. You understand what their energy feels like, yeah. right? right? Very similar. Um, so that's when people can sense that and feel that. They can, I say, I feel my mother here. I can feel her. Beyond, it doesn't matter what I'm saying, you know, Right. at that point. Right. I mean, even, even to the point. can't get that from the Akashic Records. Yeah. <laughs> if you say it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my opinion. <laughs> even to the point, even to the, yeah, but that's, you're not getting that from a medium. You're just feeling it. The person is. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. But uh, I agree with you on that, even to the point where people say it might be coincidence, but you might pick something up that was your mother's and who has passed, and all of a sudden you get very emotional, and you, you feel, but you feel a strong bond at that time. People say, oh, that's just because it was hers, and it, remember, it reminds you of something. But sometimes it can be more than that. Sometimes she could actually be there, and she's connecting with you at that point. Right. Mm -hmm. And right. you just kind of, logical brain, boom, 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 you know, oh, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I'm just remembering it. I mm -hmm. mean... Uh, yeah, a lot of people dismiss that, you know, yeah. especially like, it's, like so I always say people can connect to their own people in spirit. Mm -hmm. They don't necessarily need a medium. Mm -hmm. But there's times when, say, all of a sudden out of the blue, someone who's passed comes into your mind that mm -hmm. I feel most likely they're connecting with you at that point. So, no, I agree with you. Yeah. And I, I know what you're saying about the emotional thing, but the, right. yeah, right, absolutely right. And, and people do tend to just, I do that all the time. I just that logical mind thing. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, oh whatever. Most blah, blah, blah. Do. Yeah. Blah, yeah. Blah, blah. I do too, and yeah. I believe in that. <laughs> yeah. But it's funny because lately, uh, my my mother comes to my daughter all the time in her dreams, all the time, and I'm like, hey, mom. Hello. You know, what about me? Where my Alexis will get up in the morning. I had another dream about Graham last night. Really? Oh, okay. That's nice. <laughs> That's probably one of the number one ways that um, spirit connects with someone because your logical brain shut off during the time that you're in, in dreaming mode. So mm -hmm. they can come in and say hello. Yeah. Um, I, would just, if, I would just say, hey, Mom, I'm going to sleep. Invite you in. Come, mm -hmm. just invite her in every single night and just yeah. let it happen. Well, you, you could even do yeah, a I'll thing like, like <laughs> take something personal or hers or a picture of hers and yeah. put it on a nightstand or under your pillow, and mm -hmm. uh, you might even connect even more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I will keep that in mind and yeah. Yeah. just let it, and invite her in and just let it go. Mm -hmm. You know, don't. Don't be too attached to the outcome and just see what happens. Yeah. I know. Sometimes <laughs> we right. want it so bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I just yeah. think it's funny, but, you know, mm -hmm. it's, Alexis has always been like that. So. Is she very creative? Uh, yeah. 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 So she might be a bit open. Not that you're not, you're sensitive mm -hmm. too, I can feel that. But yeah, you are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, in a good, no, stop. <laughs> in a good way. But no, I feel like she's very open. Uh -huh. I feel, I've never met your daughter, but I just feel as you're she talking is. to her that she's extremely open intuitively. Yeah. And so that might be the reason why she's sliding right into her dreams. So it'll happen. It'll her happen. fiance calls her, well, he doesn't call her a witch, but he, he's oh. like, Whoa. She'll, she'll say something to him and he'll look at her and he'll go, Stop that. <laughs> I love it. Get out of my head. <laughs> I love it. Stop that. That's great. Uh, when, so. when Maureen Wood was, uh, had her children were young and they would do something wrong and she would know it because uh -huh. she was in, in 
How do you do that? Don't do it. <laughs> you can't. You know you can't hide anything from me. <laughs> I used to do the same thing with my kids. I used to joke because I didn't understand how I was, I was getting that. Yeah. And I would funny. just, I would say something, you know, I'd look at them, they'd say something, and I knew it wasn't true. And I'd look at them and say, my head's buzzing, you know, they're telling me it's not true. <gasps> wow. And my son would get so mad. Oh, my so God. Mad. But the other that thing, is too, funny. is yeah. that... Uh, when we work so closely with someone together or live with someone to closely give, yeah. we also, our energy fields are kind of like intermingled. To yes. Can I say that on the intermingled? Yes, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But you, <laughs> you, actually, okay. you actually know <laughs> from uh, your partner or someone that, that something's wrong or they yeah. did something oh, yeah. wrong. And, and we're not talking just children, too. We're talking partnerships as, as well, husband oh, and yeah. wives, mm-hmm. that they can tell. What's yeah? Uh, oh, you, you, you have what, a telepathic yeah. connection. Then. How can you not? Yeah. Te- what are you not telling me? Mm. You know, it's mm-hmm. like uh huh. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you don't always have to bring fi- flowers to tip it off either. Uh-huh. Oh, it happens all the time to me. I'll get you know, I'll be leaving my office and I'll get a text from my husband. Hey, you want to go out to eat? I was just thinking that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's um, it happens all the time. I'm sure it happens in your house too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, my no, my daughter and I will do that a lot. Yeah, more more with each other more than than my husband. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we 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 do that a lot. It's really funny. I have to tell a funny story is that when I first met Mara, Mara, Laura, and uh, where is this going? <laughs> she, she was a member of the, the Ghost Project at that time yeah. and uh, I would call her up and we would talk and the phone would just die on us. All the time. Oh, All right. the time. All the time. And it would, it would be like static on the on the line or the phone would die. Like literally I'll have a fully charged battery on my phone and it uh-huh. would drain. Oh, my God. So I guess, and then we hadn't talked on the phone for a while, yeah. right? For a while. And just like recently, um, we connected on but the it, phone maybe about two weeks ago. In regards ago. to the show, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Same thing. A lie. The same thing happened. <gasps> oh my god! We laughed so hard. Yeah, we I don't did. know. I don't know what it is, but there's always, and I can always hear like voices in the background yeah. on your phone. It's a little energy really field. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I told you she was my soul that sister. Is, <laughs> that is. There you go. Very, very yeah. strange. Isn't it? Oh my goodness! Uh, constantly, it was like wow. almost a joke afterwards because we knew it was like oh wow. That was it, and yeah. she would have it. I just charged that phone. It was like oh, too late. <laughs> Speaking of strange, yes, we should do the news. Do are paranews. Is that strange? It's always strange. That's why they call it the paranews. Uh, is it strange that we're doing a paranews? No. Okay. Not that I know of. Fine. It's completely normal on this show. If there is such a thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's so the only thing normal in this is show. No normal. <laughs> Let's queue up our paranews and hear from hmm. our reporter, Nate. Baby. Welcome to Paranews. I'm your strange host, Nathan Mayer. Um, My first story is on Navy fighters spotted UFO-like craft off East Coast in 2015. A video has surfaced of Navy F-A-18 fighter jets encountering an unidentified aircraft off the East Coast in 2015. A video has surfaced... um, Video shows an encounter of object roughly four nautical miles away 
over the ocean to the Stars Academy of Arts and Sciences, a private scientific research organization, released the latest Defense Department declassified video of the 2015 incident. Christopher Mellon, a former Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for Intelligence in two prior presidential administrations and advisor to the, to the STARS Academy for Arts and Science, called the, on the Pentagon to take the report seriously and investigate the cause of the sightings. If the origin of these aircraft is a mystery, so is the paralysis of the U.S. government in the face of such evidence, he wrote. My second story, Rome Subway di keeps, digs, keeps digging up archaeological marbles. Two years after a second century military barracks was found during the excavation of the Amba Radim station, archaeologists presented the remains to, of a richly decorated domas or house to what they believed to the commander of the military post. Even after the discovery of the military complex, we did not imagine that we would find a house with a central courtyard, a foundation, and at least 14 rooms, said Simona Moratia and the state archaeologist responsible for the site. One of the rooms appears to have been heated. Ms. Moretta said the domas was remarkably well-preserved. The decorations were mainly intact, both the pattern mosaic floors and the frescoed walls, she said. The excavation also unearthed rare wooden artifacts, such as wood forms used to build foundations as well as beams. My third story, bones found in 1940 seem to be Amelia Earhart's study says. <laughs> bones found in 1940 on a western Pacific island were quite, quite likely to be the remains of the former famed aviator Amelia Earhart, and a new analysis concludes. The study and other evidence point toward her regular strongly. University of Tennessee anthropologist Richard Jenks said, Jenks' analysis is the latest chapter about the remains, which were found in 1940 on Nikomaru Island, but were now lost. All that survives are seven measurements from the skull and bones of the arm and leg. In 1998, Jenks and another scientist interpreted the measurements as coming from a woman of European ancestry and about Earhart's height. For comparison, Jenks used an inseam length and waist circumference from a pair of Earhart's trousers. He also drew a photo on her holding an oil can to estimate the length of her two arm bones. Some artifacts found on the island also support the possibility that the bones came from Earhart. My last story, Dead Man Walking, Court Rejects Romanian's Claim He's Alive. <laughs> Constantine Rilio learned in January that he was dead. The 63-year-old returned home to Romania to discover that his wife, after being cook in Turkey, had officially registered him as, registered him as dead. He was since been living in a logistic nightmare of trying to prove to the authority that he is, in fact, alive. They refused to overturn his death certificate because his request was filed too late. The decision, the court said, is final. 
I'm a living ghost. I'm officially dead, although I'm alive, Constantine said. I have no income because I am listed as dead and I can't do anything. His wife now lives in Italy. I'm not sure whether I am divorced or not, he said. I'm not sure whether she is married to someone else or not. Nobody will tell me. He spent weeks trying to persuade the local authorities to issue him papers that he's officially alive. And he's tried to overturn the ruling on his death certificate, but to no avail. See, even in death, you have to get your paperwork in on time. (laughs) Now back to Ron and Ann with Laura. That poor man. <laughs> That's the best story you've ever what? done, Nate. <laughs> oh my gosh. Some people think I'm dead. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you are not alive. Mm-mm. Go away. <laughs> well, what, what do you suppose why I wonder so all right. Another democratic voter first probably. question <laughs> is where where was he gone that long that his wife decided that she was he cooking turkey. Was and he wasn't dead? around to get the dried <laughs> crispy skin, so he must turkey. be dead. <laughs> I don't get it. Like, he's not here. He's, he's always dead. there when she's he's cooking dead. turkey. <laughs> he's dead. She's not there when he's cooking turkey. He's and dead. Say, My husband's dead. The end. I whatever. I should try that. Don't you need some kind of proof? <laughs> There you go. Oh, uh, Jan do that All to right. me. I'll be All officially right. dead. Yep. Okay. Oh, you'd miss Jan too much. You well, can't that's right. do that. <laughs> no, she could just say I'm dead. It doesn't matter because once they say I'm dead, then apparently, yeah. apparently that's all you have. To so do. what? Like you could you could do like do anything you want, right? It's like I'm dead. You can't do anything, <laughs> right? I guess. You go out. Maybe in Italy. Was it Italy? Yeah. So you go out and you pinch a girl and it's like, ah, too bad. I'm, I'm dead. dead. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't arrest me. Oh, nope. my goodness. Nope, nope, nope. All right. Come on. We need to get back on track now. I'm dead. We need to get back. I'm gone. Well, I'm out of this. See you later. Well, you're dead. Then Laura can still communicate with you. This is true. I'll ignore you, but she can talk to you. What am I saying, Oliver? Let's carry on. Anyways, uh, yeah, that was that was uh, that was one of the best paranormals we had. Yes. Paranormal news, whatever. A, it is. It was a good story. Yeah, it was excellent. So uh, Laura and I, uh, when she was a member of the Ghost Project, we went with. Richard Felix, right? Richard, Richard Felix, Felix and the, yeah. the rest of the team to Gettysburg to work with uh, Mark Nesbitt and and his wife. And uh, she and I drove to Gettysburg. You know, how long does it drive to Gettysburg? Yes. Hours. How long? <laughs> it's a little longer than eight, that, isn't it? Uh, yeah, around eight, eight hours. Eight or nine, yeah. whatever. <laughs> no, I've driven. Right. We've driven. Have you ever yeah. driven with me for eight or nine hours? Uh, I've driven with you for five or six hours, and that was enough. (laughs) That was more than enough. Yeah, you actually got mad at me once. (laughs) Once? Mm. Once? So we stayed in a farmhouse. Oh, but but on the way, before we get to that, I'm sorry, I'll let you get to that. Okay. But on the way, Laura had this great idea. She says, why don't (laughs) we see if we can visualize where we're staying? Remote view. Because yeah. we didn't have any pictures of the no, place where we were we staying. No clue where we were. He had rented it sight unseen. Ooh. So let's re- let's remote view this place and see how much matches up to yeah. what we're doing. So we recorded it yeah. on my recorder, yeah. mm-hmm. and we, we did pretty well. We wow. did really Good. well, actually. Yeah. We did excellent well. Yeah. And we saw. Speaking of the well, there was a well. See a well. We did well, well. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. It was a cool. But the thing is, that this this particular farmhouse was located just off of Little Round Top. Yeah, was it was it? a Little Round Top farmhouse. 
actually. Yeah, it's actually named Little Round Top. I've been there. So right off the, the battlefield. Mm-hmm. And it was so used as a about, yeah. and it was used as a hospital mm-hmm. at sure one point. Every building, every building was used as a hospital. Mm. So we had some really like right away. Like how, how many of us were there? I like, don't know, I don't a bunch. Know, a lot of us. Bunch. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> right away we started having experiences there. Tell like, them about your room. Oh yeah! Oh my God! I totally forgot about. It. I was going to talk about the cats because oh, people yeah. were seeing cats that weren't even there. Jim Stonia, who was actually right. not psychic, he will never been psychic no. in his life. He's a no. tech guy, right? So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 And he saw a, a cat that really? wasn't there. Yeah. Ha! Huh. It was pretty cool. But tell him about your room. So I I walked into my room to put my bags in the room. I was sharing the room with Maureen, but she was I don't think she was there yet. No. So I walk in, and. I heard, like, I didn't hear it up here. I heard a man's voice say, excuse me. Like, I swear. Oh. I, I heard, um, and it was in the room, and I could feel it. <laughs> I could actually feel the voice. It actually resonated in the room. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I brought you back up, right? You did. And I put him in another room that was adjacent to it, and I had him talk just to check to make sure nobody yeah, was speaking. We tried in different that. Rooms, We tried actually. all these different things. We tried moving things around, and it was like... Because I just went in to change my clothes really quickly, and it was like there was a very gentlemanly ghost, I guess. <laughs> you didn't want to see that. Excuse me. And it was sort of a southern drawl. So, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, it was quite some. So that was my first, the first hour we wow. were in that space. Yeah. So that's quite And uh, one of the rooms there, uh, Laura didn't like the room. She didn't like the energy in it at all. Mm-hmm. And then Maureen came. And by the way, Maureen picked up on, the, on, on spirits, I believe, in that same room that you yeah. heard a, ma- a male there or whatever. Yeah. But she Maybe didn't like the room. So I said, oh, I'll take that room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyways, I, I uh, set up a camera so I run all night long. Mm-hmm. And uh, the only problem was I forgot it was running there. So like when I got undressed for bed. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we call the, the hidden tapes. We, like, really? No one's seen those except me. <laughs> no, Will no. Ed Van Helsing review those tapes? No, no, no. Those stayed there. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah, okay. they were. But They're, then didn't um, Jim run a, a ca- uh, not a camera, but he put a video, um, an audio recorder up in the attic, and he yeah. caught some interesting he did. Uh, noise up there. The interesting thing, too, is when I was in my room at, at that night, and mm-hmm. uh, I, uh, I don't know if I woke up or whatever, but I heard, like, almost drums or, or things. It was, like, a lot of noise, and there really was nothing around, so. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was it was pretty cool. And... Uh, what was some of the other stuff? That was oh, funny story. Uh, Richard Felix and his wife were staying there, along with Stacy. Stacy was there as well. Mm-hmm. So Stacy and I were in the in the bathroom together because they had a big vanity, right? Oh, okay. yeah. She was doing her hair, and I was like shaving, I think, or something, right? So I mean, it's a we're small bathroom. Stacy, Stacy, Lynn. Yeah. Oh. Okay. She was there, and I was here, and and she got done. She left the room, and I'm still there finishing up. And you had all kinds of psychics there. My yeah, goodness. Yeah, and so well, that was before she was psychic. Oh, <laughs> she was psychic. She just wasn't out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, she didn't come okay. out of closet that time. Oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> so anyways, uh, Richard Felix's wife came in the room and turned the light on, turned around, and saw me standing, and she goes, ah! I thought you were a ghost. <laughs> I thought you were a ghost. Everybody from the place comes running in. It's like, is she okay? Uh, uh, 
<laughs> that was a wild oh. place, though, wasn't it? Was it was a really wild place. And yeah, and, it, and I don't know if it's just the, the energy of the whole area. I think the whole town is like energetically charged. Mm -hmm. And I, I often wonder, too, because I know a lot, a lot happened, obviously, in those three days 150 years ago. Okay. So how, how many deaths were there? 30 something thousand? A bunch. A lot mm -hmm. in a very short amount of time. So um, I often wonder, um, because of all that energy that's built up over time, is the people that are visiting the space bringing that energy with them. That, yeah, we, yeah, I talked to Mark uh, Nesbeth about that. Yeah. And he thought it was, yeah, it's possible. It, very, it, it may be you have energy and you have more energy coming in. Mm -hmm. it, uh, sometimes it's, it's uh, energy that was there, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it also attracts other spirits as well, So, mm -hmm. and they bring their own, so, right. but right. whatever. So it goes beyond just... The, yeah. the Battle of Gettysburg. There's a lot. I mean, we had such. That's the weirdest place. Yeah. We had so so many weird experiences there, like the um, the the rail house, the engine house. The engine. Do you house. remember that? Oh my gosh, that was like unreal. I mean, I just I, cause I could feel the energy building up in the space, and there was like all these weird noises and. Wow. True story, and and you work in TV, so you, you can understand this. Mm -hmm. Is that I was I had a camcorder on a on a you know a big one on a um, tripod and everything else and I was interviewing the the manager of the place and Maureen and other people were out in the back and all of a sudden we heard this huge bang and I mean huge, huge. bang wasn't yes, it absolutely because I was walking I could feel something in this area of a particular spot of the. Um, the rail house. Yep, so I know. followed it because I wanted to get a picture. I'm like, whatever, I'm just going to keep shooting until I, so I could feel this energy building. And then just as I got to a certain spot, boom, it was like this wow. huge bang. It was, it like was deafening. It was, they could hear it through the whole thing. It literally sounded yeah. like an explosion. I was right in the middle of the interview and we stopped and I ran over there, everything else, right? And I'm like, uh, I was like right here. I don't know what it was, but there was something happened right here. It yeah. was like, I, it just came out of nowhere. I don't know. The That's interesting so thing about it, it was so huge. We all heard it. You could, and like I said, I was on doing a camcorder interview, and you see us go running off. Right. <laughs> that noise was not recorded. It wasn't? Really? No. Get out. No, it was not recorded. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? How could that not have been recorded? That was really That's bad. what I mean. That's crazy. It's, it's kind of like a reverse reverse EVP. Yeah, <laughs> really? Really? Because that was, you could feel it before it even happened. I could it, feel it. It was huge. It was, it was huge noise, and it was loud as hell. Yeah. Like I said, on the camera, you could see us go running. You can hear us, because mm -hmm. we're doing an interview, mm -hmm. and you could, you could hear us go, what was that? And go running off, and... Uh, <laughs> But the noise itself was never ever recorded. Wow, I didn't. I had no idea. Yeah, I still have the uh, the video on that. It's it, you know. So there's no logical explanation why that wasn't recorded. You should bring it down. I'd like to see it. Really? Yeah. Okay. Which one? Actually, that one. Me in my room. <laughs> not that one. No, 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 not no, not the X-rated one, but perhaps the explosion one. The explosion one would be that would good. be really cool. Yeah. yeah. I will do that. I, like I, I have it. Uh, that would be really you, interesting. Now, you were there when we were in Lady Farm, correct? Of course, did yeah, in Lady Farm, yep. Yeah. That was an amazing place. So, we were, first, we began outside. Have you been to Lady Farm? No. So the outside, the, the farmhouse, uh, not the farm, yeah, it was the, the uh, barn. Yeah, the it was barn the barn was, and, the, and the farmhouse, yeah, two Yeah, so the barn was actually empty, but it was used as, again, 
a hospital um, mm -hmm. for um, the injured. Mm -hmm. So immediately you could feel the energy that was there um, from 150 years ago. Unbelievable. It's never been so tangible to me, but it was like really there. So and strong. It was very strong. And then um, we went into the main farmhouse. We had to put on booties and everything because they had just redone all the floors oh, and everything. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we're in the, the main parlor mm -hmm. um, that was used as an operating area mm. for, um, they had taken it over during the, the Battle of Gettysburg. And um, so Mark Nesbitt was talking about all the stories that they had occurred there. Um, there was, uh, uh, water would just appear on the floor out of nowhere. Blood. Was it blood? Blood. I've heard the one about the blood, actually. Yeah. I've heard that story. <clears throat> yeah. Like literally red blood. Red mm -hmm. blood. Because he took really? a sample of it, had it tested, and it was came back blood. Amazing. Wow. Yeah. yeah and I, there's something about that. I'm not really sure. I'm, I... It's almost like there's a time slip or something in that room. I mm -hmm. swear, there mm -hmm. really has to be. And and um, and I'm not easily swayed with stuff like this. I don't believe things that easily. But I know there was there's something in that space because the EVP work that was done there while we were there. And yeah. I have a recording of that whole EVP session. I should you have do? brought it. I do. Oh. I didn't know that. I do. And I, I and I wouldn't have Still believed. Have it? I believe I do somewhere on my recorder. That's yeah. That's amazing. And so what happened was, so I recorded this whole EVP session that Mark Nesbitt was doing, and he and they were calling in, um, who was the medium that was with him? Laney Crosby. L Laney Crosby, yes. So we were just observing, and I was, uh, I was recording this at the same time. And uh, so he's recording while I'm recording. So he has one of those recorders that shows when it's actually recording, the light comes on, right? So oh, you right. know something's recording, Locked even if up. you can't hear it. Mm -hmm. So um, he's asking this so Lane said she felt a spirit come into the room. So he's recording and asking questions. And so he said, everybody be extremely quiet. <clears throat> if, I, if I see the light going on on my recorder, I'll put my finger up so you know that it's recording, even though you can't hear anything. So, so he began asking questions, and he allowed all this extra time in between for spirit to to respond to him. So we knew something was being recorded because his finger was up and he could see the red light on his on the recorder. Wow. So I'm recording this whole session. So I'm getting it from beginning to end mm -hmm. when he plays it back. Do you remember when he played it back? Yeah, it was so cool. It was chilling. I mean, it, there was, it, you cannot, it, it wasn't static. It wasn't, um, you know, something you can kind of figure out. There might be some voices mm -hmm. there. There was... A voice. Yep. Wow. Absolutely a Very voice there. And it was, and it, there's nothing that could have been, you know, maneuvered around that because we recorded it from beginning to end. So, wow. Yeah. So I know, I think there really was, and I wonder, <coughs> is it really a ghost or are, is there a time slip here that's They're being recorded? Time slip. No. Someone just talked. Yeah. That's amazing. I'll have to get the recording so you can play it. So oh, I would love that to would hear it. awesome. Yeah. I, oh, no. I did just get the rap cue, though. Already? Already. I know, wow. right? We're just getting into it well, here. good because I'm starting to cough. But, uh... Because <laughs> I'm dead. Uh, so we... Yes, you're really dead. Dead. You really are dead. dead. So, um, unfortunately, we do have to wrap up our time. And if people want to get a hold of you, even though I know it's not always an audio, uh, a video show, the people who are listening to, what, where can they get a hold of you? They can go to LauraWorcester.com, L-A-U-R-A-W-O-O-S-T-E-R.com. Oh, like Worcester Mass. Like Worcester Mass. <laughs> <laughs> Worcester. 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 Well, this has been so much fun, and I love to hear about these stories and and uh, your experiences, and we'll have to talk more about my daughter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, so thank you. Thank you for having me. You're this very welcome. And yeah. we will have to say goodbye. Yep, thank you very week. much for joining us. 
Thank you. And we will catch up again with you. You can hear us on the radio next week on TogiNet. All right. And we'll they see have to. you back here. Live, Plus, live, I lost live. my job. Again in a month, and <laughs> unless Ron's trying to still prove that he's alive dead. <laughs> or dead or whatever. Yeah. So thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> Good night. Take care. Peace light. From ghoulies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good luck.